Today on City Cash Chicago, it has been a rainy few days in the city, but they say we might get a little sunshine this weekend. Until then, let's talk about a couple stories from the week. Joining us is freelance journalist Kelly Garcia and producer Simone Alisea. It's Friday, October 8th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Kelly Garcia is a freelance writer across Chicago with credits with The Tribe, Southside Weekly, and Justice Watch, City Bureau, and I can keep going. I appreciate you making time to be with us, and I'm also joined by our fantastic producer, Simone Alisea. So good morning to both of you. Morning, Jacoby. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Before we jump into looking back on some of the news stories for the week, there are a lot of sports stories going on every single day in Chicago. Kelly, do you give a damn about what's going on in Chicago sports? You know, I, I give a damn because other Chicagoans do. But I'll be honest, I don't I don't watch it. So, uh, But I, I, I give a damn because I know it's a part of the culture. So I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. And Simone, as somebody who has allegiances with some other teams mm. over in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. um, how you feel about where Chicago sports are right now? Honestly, so you, you A, you took my top story. So that's cool of you. Thanks oh. for doing that. I appreciate it. But... I am learning that there is a lot to love about our Chicago teams. So I I care. I care very much. I I care a lot about the fandoms. Uh, And, you know, the Bears are less fun to watch. The Bears, it's easy to not not care so much (laughs) about. You do not care. I feel that. It's much easier to to stick with the Seahawks there. I'm glad we got some range here, right? I'm embedded in it, whether I like it or not. I love that Kelly is like, I appreciate that (laughs) other people appreciate it, but I'm good. Since you said I alluded to your top story, let's jump right into that. Simone, what's the story you've been thinking about this week? Normally, you wouldn't make sports your top story, right? Normally, Mm -hmm. that would be something we'd reserve for the moment of joy or or for your little cocktail chatter here at the top. But I like this is a really big deal. We have Sky headed to uh, to the championships in the WNBA. And you have the White Sox about to play in the American League Division Series, uh, which is like, that's that's really exciting. You know, they it's been a while since they've been here, been even longer since they were, you know, in the World Series, which is obviously, are mm-hmm. they going to get there again? And it's just like, it was such an exciting time to be a sports fan in Chicago. And I think that, like, that it's it's worth talking about as, as sort of the a big story right now. Yeah, there were some good pieces uh, across the city this week about how connected different parts of the South Side feel to the Sox, uh, about bringing more attention to the Chicago Sky. Wintrust energy yesterday as I was watching the game was really more involved than we've seen uh, throughout the entirety of the city. Shout out to to Annie over at the Sun-Times who's been covering it uh, extremely diligently. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for the to the for the fans. It's been a it's been rocky for sports with COVID trying to figure out how to open safely and I don't think we necessarily have done that uh very well throughout the uh pandemic. And so starting all of these seasons under that anxiety, but the teams, you know, and the players have, you know, kind of battled through and got to this point. It really is cool to see. Kelly, what's a story that you've been paying attention to very closely this week? 
So I, I've been following the workers at El Milagro, which is one of Chicago's largest tortillerias, about two weeks ago now. The workers walked out temporarily, demanding better working conditions and a living wage. So I've been, you know, talking to all the workers. I've been talking to organizers at Arise Chicago, um, which has been an organization that's been helping the workers. I live right in between Pilsen and Little Village, so I, you know, I get to meet and live around all these workers. So I've been following closely. What are, what are you hearing about the working conditions? Because even though the story has happened in the last two weeks, people have been making noise about this for quite some time yeah. from both inside and outside. You know, workers have been telling me a lot. They've been working seven days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day, not receiving overtime. The factories don't have AC. I was told by a worker that they didn't get any PPE, so any protective personal protective equipment to protect against COVID. As we know, 85 workers, unfortunately, have contracted COVID and five have passed away. And there's also allegations of sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, if you're in Chicago, you know, you've been asking yourself for the last couple months, where are the El Milagro tortillas, right? Like you're, you know, looking in stores, you can't find any. And workers told me, well, that's because workers are quitting. There's a lot going on, um, and, and they're still wanting the company to meet with them. They have yet to meet with them. Kelly, I was going to ask, you know, what have you heard from the, the company? Publicly, there has been no response. To the workers, there's been a lot of retaliation, intimidation tactics to the workers that have spoken up. I was forwarded a, a blue slip that they posted at their factories, basically saying, you know, Arise Chicago is an outside force. There's these outsiders who are coming in to destroy our company, our quote-unquote family. Um, and, and just to be clear, right, these workers aren't unionized yet. They're not striking, right? They're not asking for a boycott. Right. But they're using union-busting tactics. And yeah, the workers have told me that they've been told that they will lose their jobs if they keep speaking up. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the other thing, right, the company says it's not that there are no workers. That's not what's causing the shortage of tortillas. It's it's supply chain issues, which of course can mean um, any number of things. That's That's a really broad, broad statement. In light of the intimidation tactics, are workers planning another walkout? Because they've happened for the last two weeks. I can't speak to that. But what I can say is that Arise Chicago has pressed uh, unfair labor practice charges against the company. So they filed charges with the Office of Labor Standards, which is the city of Chicago, um, the state, and also the federal government with the uh, National Labor Relations Board. Kelly, I appreciate you bringing that story even more attention. Speaking of stories that deserve more light, uh, Simone, I'm going to kick it back to you. What's a story that you saw this week that you were like, more people need to be focused on this? The latest affordable housing study from DePaul University. This is something they put out every year. If you rent in Chicago, you sort of feel it. You kind of know what the market is like. But I think it's really important that we have a place that puts out this data every year. So in this year's report, which actually only goes up to 2019, it doesn't even include the pandemic, we saw citywide a a decrease by 5.2% in um, affordable rental stock. A lot of that was in north side neighborhoods. It was in places like Logan Square, northwest side, Jefferson Park, areas that we're seeing a lot of growth along the blue line, right? In, In addition to less stock, less housing, we're also seeing fewer low-income renters in those neighborhoods and in the city overall, which doesn't really mean that like people are making more money. That's not what's going on. It means that those people are getting pushed out of the neighborhoods and they're going somewhere else. 
Yeah, HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge was in town earlier this week and visited different housing complexes on the far south side, on the west side. Uh, and she basically said, we are in a crisis. And now that we're at the end of the eviction moratorium, the data shows that there are less and less affordable housing options across the city. You know, we're going to see a continuation of what the census data was telling us, that it's going to be harder for people to rent, thus harder for people to stay in the city, and people are going to keep getting pushed out of these neighborhoods, ultimately. Uh, Kelly, what's the story that you were following this week that you thought more people should be paying attention to? Yeah, I've been following this parking lot deal at uh, Maria Salcedo Elementary School here in Little Village. Funny enough, mm-hmm. I, I actually ran into this story um, coming from the El Milagro rally, literally two blocks away from it. So pretty much, you know, there were flyers going around this, like the, the area of the school neighborhood um, warning people not to park at the Salcedo parking lot because the quote unquote, the money that was coming from that was going directly to the alderman, alderman uh, George Cardenas of the 12th Ward and his family. And so I was able to obtain the contract. So the parking lot deal was a deal between the two schools, Salcedo Elementary and Tepochcali School. Those schools were the ones who were in charge of giving approval to whichever company they were going to rent it out to for Riot Fest. So this company, CM's Concessions, um, its owner, Jose Cardenas, is brother to the alderman. They agreed to rent it out to Jose for a licensing fee of $3,000. And he was going to charge attendees of Riot Fest $10 to $30 per parking spot for an estimated 1,000 attendees. So if you do the math, he could could have possibly made $30,000 from that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just from what we see on the contract. And so the alderman, Alderman Cardenas, uh, denied that he knew about the contract. Uh, I spoke to him. He said he, you know, once he learned about it, he dissuaded his brother from doing that in the future. You know, residents were already critical of Riot, or some residents were already critical of Riot Fest coming to the neighborhood, block club cover, how they felt in the aftermath and their inability to use the park. And the alder person has defended the economic benefits of the festival. And then to come out on top of it that, you know, his brother was getting some economic benefits from the festival as well. You know, it's just... That, that, that don't necessarily jail for me. It don't always jail for me. Exactly. And kind of to bring it back to why this story matters, why I think it needs more hype, is because he's running for Board of Review. And the Board of Review, if people don't know, um, they oversee property tax appeals. For anyone who's been following Chicago politics for the last how many decades, you know, that's how big politicians like Mike Madigan and Ed Burke, who are also property tax lawyers, have gotten their money, right, by reducing uh, property taxes for big corporate companies. So so just to be clear, is there any evidence that the alderman directly received money from this sort of parking scheme? No, and I, I want to be clear about that too, right? I think a lot of people have been asking me, well, what's going to happen? What can he get in trouble? Like, it, it, was there anything illegal? And no, CPS is technically a sister agency, right? Chicago Public Schools is directly tied to city council. I asked the Chicago Board of Ethics. They told me, you know, per se, they can't prohibit a family member of an older person from doing business with a different sister agency. Well, and I imagine residents, like, they don't, they don't like it. They don't, it doesn't feel, mm-hmm. feel like it's on the up and up. We want to give the people some some good news, right? Some good news. Uh, I might have to do that again a little bit later. That felt a little flat. <laughs> some good news. Oh, that was decent. That was decent to get them through the weekend. Uh, Kelly, do you got some good news for the people, a moment of joy from the week or, or in the weekend that you want the people to know about? 
I think a moment of joy for me this week was actually meeting one of the crossing guards at Salcedo Elementary. A lot of people here, we, we don't talk about the crossing guards in CPS. They, you know, <laughs> they, I met, I met this guy, his name is Alejandro, and he's been living in the neighborhood for 30 years. And just the joy in his eyes, just like of, of telling me how much he loves his job, how much he loves just like meeting the students, meeting the people in this community. Um, I hear that every single time from every crossing guard that I meet whenever I'm working oh. on any story related to CPS, especially when, you know, you're, already in like areas where you know there's underinvestment. I think a lot of the times we rely on people like crossing guards to make sure that kids are crossing the street and getting to school safe and getting home safe and so spread with everyone else. You know, say say hello to your local crossing guard, ask how they're doing, ask how much you know what what's going on in their life. So I'm definitely gonna take that advice. I have multiple I have multiple elementary schools and a high school in a few blocks of, of where I live. And there are some energetic crossing guards. There's this one black woman who stands on my corner and she's like giving me to go a couple of times and it is always so bright. And you know, I give my my uh, Chicago hello, you know, good morning, ma'am. But I try not to take up too much of a day because, you know, she walking in and out of traffic for hours. So I just try to get out the way. Uh, Simone, what's your moment of joy this week? We got a sneak peek of the Chicago History Museum's uh, new exhibit on the Great Chicago Fire. The exhibit is called City on Fire, and it opens today. You know, the Great Chicago Fire is something, it's one of those things in Chicago history that people just kind of casually mention, but it's not something that I felt like I had a really, really good grasp on what happened. And the exhibit does such a good job of setting up the circumstances of Chicago pre-fire what happened during the fire, what the direct aftermath was, and then sort of then you get to the to the rebuilding part, which is the thing everyone kind of wants to skip to. Visually, it was such an interesting exhibit. It had such good information. And also I'm realizing as the weather gets kind of drearier that I am like during the summer, people like I kept being like, oh, I should go to the museum, but it's so nice outside. Now that the weather's getting worse, I'm like, mm, this is a good time to get to get inside and like go to museums. My moment of joy this week, uh, one of my like favorite local groups in Chicago is Mother Nature. And it's this rap duo. Both of these women are two of the most fire spitters in Chicago. Uh, Clever and Truth, any cipher that you have seen them in, if you ever get to see them perform, they are energetic. The bars are so amazing. The production is great. Well, they're going on tour and a tour is called No Goofies Allowed. And that's just one of the best names for a tour possible. <laughs> just no goofies allowed. And they're having a tour party this Sunday at Sub T in Wicker Park. Uh, and it's at 8 p.m. Uh, if you want to go, you need your, a Vax car or show a negative test. Uh, and I'm really excited for them because it's just one of those groups that uh, I've been tapped in for a couple of years and watching more and more people come to uh, know them. Uh, and, and love them for how dope they are uh, has been so great to watch. It's, it's always good to see like local indie artists start to like blow up little by little. Can I can I ask a dumb question? Mm -hmm. uh, when we say goofy, are you just talking about like being goofy, or is there is that is that reference to something specific? Oh yeah, we're not talking about like no silly people. They mean like goofies, like people who act outside their body, people who are lame, people who like tear down other people, people who are narcissistic. That's how I feel about the word decent. I'm always like, what? I feel like the definition of decent here changes every time I talk to someone new. So I don't know. I need like an urban dictionary. I need like a Chicago urban dictionary because sometimes <laughs> it's in it's in tone. Decent is re is really in tone. It's like if I, if somebody 
like play me their music and I was like, oh, that was that was decent. Like, mm, I don't think I liked that. I'm like, that was decent. I kind of liked it. Nah, G, that was decent right there. I wouldn't say this conversation was like, oh, this was decent. I'd be like, nah, that was, that was decent. That was decent right there. Kelly was teaching us. Simone was teaching us. That was decent. Kelly Garcia is a Chicago freelance journalist with credits all over the city. Thank you for joining producer Small Alisa and myself uh, to shoot the shit. We really, really appreciate it. This has been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Before I let you go, it's been a long week of rain and curling up, rewatching some of my favorite shows. I wanted to know what the team is rewatching when they're at home. Lead producer Carrie Shepard is out on vacation. Uh, producer Simone Alisea. Okay, so I rewatch a lot of things, but if I had to choose for a movie, I'd say the 2015 live action Cinderella. And for a show, definitely The Good Place. Producer Natalie Rivera. A movie that I love to rewatch when it is raining would have to be Scott Pilgrim. I feel like I shouldn't even have to explain myself. If you've seen it, you know just how iconic it is. The newsletter writer Sydney Madden. Rainy days are made for Harry Potter movie marathons. It's just a fact. And me, I've been rewatching the Goofy movie. That music still holds up all these years later. I would put power lines eye to eye and stand out up against anybody's hits, anybody's. I want to thank Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg for our music here at CityCast Chicago. And I want to thank you for listening to us another week. We're off Monday for Indigenous Peoples Day. So I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Peace. <laughs> Singing it out Singing it I do I for the first time. All right, I'm gonna stop. But come do yourself a favor and and pop in that first goofy movie. It is fantastic.